Joe Dunn, one of our task force members. So Joe, you recently moved from being an alternate to a full member. Could you introduce yourself um, and tell us what you're most looking forward to getting involved in? Yeah, absolutely. Terry, thanks for um, having me on. So um, yeah, I head up grid and regulation within the renewables arm of Scottish Power. Uh, I've been with Scottish Power since uh, joining as an apprentice 30 years ago or over 30 years ago. Um, and I've been really fortunate to have worked in a number of different roles uh, in the company covering operations, um, engineering design, economic policy, strategy and regulation um, over the networks business and, and also um, through to renewables where I am now. Um, I'm currently responsible for uh, the regulatory and commercial aspects of all our grid connections, both onshore and offshore uh, for UK and Ireland, um, from early inception through to uh, operation and beyond, I suppose. Um, what am I most looking forward to getting involved with? Um, so I suppose the last couple of meetings have been important to set the scene um, and to talk through uh, what's considered, I suppose, is the key principles that underpin or indeed should underpin Tenuos. Um, and I suppose what will be good, um, what I'm most looking forward to is when the task force starts kind of homing in on potential solutions um, and finding out how these can help meet the objectives uh, of the group. And I think this is where the expertise and the experience of task force members will really start to add value. Um, so I think that's most likely to be the, the kind of interesting and rewarding part of the task force. Great. And why is Tenuos important to you and your industry sector? Uh, yeah, well, I suppose um, Tenuos um, is if you like, well, it's, it's one of a number of charges that generation and demand customers pay to literally make use of the system. Um, it's inherent in the name. And um, I suppose over the years, locational to Neos tariffs have become more and more volatile. Um, and the impact of annual charges has become uh, more and more severe, particularly when you compare uh, one location uh, to, to another. Um, in the sector of renewable generation, and I suppose I would say while there's no such thing as an investment without risk, paying to make use of the trans transmission system can often be a large or very large proportion of the cost and something that many believe uh, has significant potential to be improved upon. Um, and then if we think about our ambition, ambitious national targets to meet net zero um, and a piece of the jigsaw puzzle is to ensure that the right level of investment is encouraged um, to make this happen. Um, so suppose from a renewable perspective um, in terms of targets and required investment uh, and coupled with the potential impact that Tenuos as a charge could have on that. Um, I think that's why Tenuos is, is of most important um, to, to me and the sector I'm in. Yeah, 
And in meeting two, you were asked about the history of TOs moving to shallow connections. Can you give us some more information on that? Yes, of course. And I'll try, Terry, to be as as succinct as I, I possibly can. Um, as I'd said earlier, I've been I've been in the industry for quite some time. So it is going back 20 plus years um, when this was a, a real kind of area of discussion. Um, I, I'll probably need to fill in with a little bit of a history and background, I suppose, to hopefully for people to make sense of um, the, the, the move to shallow connections. So we, we currently have a shallow connection policy in transmission. Um, the contrast to that, of course, would be a deep policy, and then you've got everything in between. Um, and in simplest terms, every asset in the transmission system is categorised into two main groupings. Um, you'd have assets that are allocated as connection and ascribed to specific customer connections uh, and all remaining assets deemed infrastructure assets. And these are considered to be available for everyone to make use of uh, the system, hence the term use of system on a sort of more or less uh, basis. Um, and to explain, explain deep versus shallow, one versus the other, the deeper the connection boundary, the more assets would be allocated to individual customers. And conversely, the shallower the connection boundary methodology, the less assets would be ascribed to individual customers. And then because all non-connection assets become classified as infrastructure, uh, the infrastructure asset category would flex up and down depending on the depth of the connection boundary employed. So um, a deep connection policy would typically be one where individual customers would pay solely for assets uh, that could go well beyond their connection substation and would typically include significant line upgrades, um, perhaps compensation equipment that would um, be electrically remote from their connection point. Um, and at a time um, back in the 90s, um, when there was little change in the national electricity system and who was connected to it, it such a policy, the deep policy, was deemed very cost reflective. Um, in other words, when a new customer came along, whatever works they triggered would be charged directly to them. Um, and up until the early 2000s, with new customer connections being rare, um, we had a, a small number of large power plants. Uh, so the methodology and its justification, it was manageable and it was is justified. But what happened is more and more um, smaller generating plants would start to connect to the system, determining who triggered what and how assets should be shared between users. Um, that would become more and more complex. Um, and prior to BETA, the, the British Electricity Transmission and Trading Arrangements in 2005, uh, National Grid at the time had a, a, what would maybe call a shallowish connection policy um, a, a, with, a, it required quite a complex and cumbersome set of sharing rules, um, which uh, became difficult to manage administratively. Um, and it also created um, uncertainty of charges when connection configurations changed. Um, so a lot of it was down to the, the, the complexity to manage um, and how 
customers would see changes in their charges as other connections came along or maybe their capacity changed. So a proposal was made to simplify the complexity of working out who triggered what, um, where there was a need for a new customer connection, which pushed the connection boundary to uh, one that's 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 quite quite shallow now. Um, it's it's shallower than it was certainly, and it's as simple as that really. Um, it, it was to remove complexity, uh, it was to improve administration, and it was to stabilise. Uh, charges uh, that customers received directly up to their connection point. Um, I suppose what's interesting is, ironically, um, by removing the complexity of sharing from connection assets to infrastructure and use of system assets, um, you actually create a similar challenge in how to charge to NEOS, um, which, as I say, ironically, is where we are today. Um, with the task force. Um, so you did ask the question, Terry. I hope that's um, I hope that's explained well enough. A little bit about the history and and why we are uh, where we are. It's something that will be covering in, in more detail at the next uh, task force next week. That's really helpful, Joe. Thanks very much, and thank you for your time um, today. And we look forward to chatting on meeting three next week. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Thanks.